One of the contentions I make in various talks that I give, and it's not unique to me, is that we are moving from an industrial system to a post-industrial information age. Looking at the institutions that emerged during the industrial age, many, if not most, if not all, are actually unsustainable as we, as we enter into a new way of thinking, being, and acting in the world. Question, though, was were they actually sustainable to begin with? There are many critiques of those same institutions, from healthcare to education to medicine to food production, energy, transportation, clothing, etc., etc. The purpose of this mental musing is not to get into that question, but to talk about the mediating institutions and the new roles that they will play as we continue to transition from the industrial age to the information age. And when I, what I mean by mediating institutions, uh, there, there are institutions in our lives that act between us and our lives. So, for instance, in medicine, if you want medicine, prescription drugs, you have to go see a doctor, and they prescribe you those drugs. So the doctor, in this case, is part of a mediating institution between you and your health care. Education, for the most part, the mediating institution will be the school, government school, private school. That if you want an education, you have to participate in that institution in order to learn what the society thinks is of value to you. The same thing with, with, uh, <clears throat> with um, cash or, or money. The mediating institution would be the bank. It emerged many, much before the industrial age, but during the industrial age, if you wanted to save money, you put it in the bank. The bank then would loan that same money back to you or to others. So the bank was in itself a mediating institution between you and saving money, spending money, and getting loans. What's really kind of cool and fantastic about the information age is the changing roles of those meeting institutions. I would say in the very short run, they will have to liberalize. In the long run, I think for the most part, they will either disappear or new forms will emerge. So let me give an example. When it comes to food production, in the industrial age, you'd have to go to the grocery store for the most part to buy your food you were separated from actually where the food came from, the farmer. And there's a whole bunch of institutions between you and the food that was actually grown, or in this if you did animal husbandry. In the recent past and into the future during the information age, more and more people are having direct, immediate relationships with their farmers through co-ops or farmers markets or other such uh, efforts where you actually get to know your farmer, you, you can see how they um, do their food, whether it's organic or post-organic or whatever it happens to be, and you have a direct relationship with them. You are limiting the mediating institution of the grocery store. Um, and that's really empowering both for you and for the farmer, because getting rid of the middleman actually makes it more viable financially for the farmer, which is good, and it's also good for you because you, you're provided as a consumer with that much more information because you have the direct relationship with the farmer. The same thing is true with education. As many more things move online, you no longer have to necessarily go to the institution of schools, whether government schools or private schools. You know, we have the homeschooling movement, the de-schooling movement, and more things are available online and in educational co-ops.
where families get together, they find an expert in a particular field, and they develop a curriculum based on that expertise to teach their children. And or they find other resources. It doesn't necessarily have to be a, an expert and as an individual. It could be, as I mentioned, online. But it's very exciting because you no longer necessarily have to go to a government school or a private school. And those people who graduate as homeschoolers and unschoolers can, in fact, get into college if they choose to do so. That's another institution that needs to be questioned. And do quite well, successfully, in the, in the economy. Because um, they develop a unique set of skills different from those who attended uh, conventional education. So the, the institution, the, the mediating institutions are changing. And I would suggest that they're changing, they will change even more. Let me give an example. I'm thinking of medicine. So presently, you still have to go to see a doctor to get a prescription, almost all the time. But over time, I think more and more medications will be available over the counter, which will remove that barrier, that mediating institution. You can also go online now and buy medicines from various places around the globe without a doctor's prescription, or quite easily with a doctor's prescription through these, through these online source portals. But it doesn't require you to actually have to go see a doctor. I would suggest that, uh, I don't know how many years from now, but a dozen years from now, five years from now, uh, <clears throat> it will be even freer for you to access medication. And what I'm thinking of is that uh, you will be able to do, through quantified self, measuring various genetic factors and various physiological factors, determine the exact type of intervention that you need, whether it's nutritional, diet, nutritional meaning dietary supplements, uh, changing of diet, uh, certain technologies like biofeedback or neurofeedback, or certain drugs that are developed specifically for you or your, your type. So you'll, you, will have, you will create a parameters of your own diagnosis and assessment. And with that information, you can then figure out your treatment. And my guess is as we, sit, we create more citizen scientists and hopefully decentralize our healthcare system, although it's also being centralized with Obamacare and, and other such things, um, that you will have, as you would with your farmer, a relationship with your chemist and uh, be able to work with them to help design particular interventions, whether there's drugs or nutraceuticals or whatever, for your very type of person, your bio-individuality. So the mediating institutions of pharmacists and, and doctors and the AMA and pharma um, and the government, the FDA in this case, um, would diminish in their power over you and you'd have increased ability to access, based on your very individual type, the types of medicines that you need, not only to deal with uh, symptom management and dealing with particular diseases, but also towards optimal health, which I think is fantastic. So that's just one example of a mediating institution which will hopefully transform, in this case healthcare, over time. Uh, other institutions, you know, I mentioned banking earlier, uh, the cryptocurrencies allow you to bypass the whole corporate state. You no longer necessarily have to go to the bank, um, work through the Federal Reserve System, 
And it'd be fascinating to see down the road how that both affects the institutions of banking and monetary policy. Uh, but also, you know, we can't even imagine what might be possible in terms of other types of currencies um, and the effects it will have globally, both on increasing the amount of freedom, uh, commercial exchanges, et cetera, et cetera. So those are just some of my quick thoughts on mediating institutions. Um, if you'd like to learn more about my thinking, you can check out my website, Michael D. Osterlink. That's Michael D. O-S-T-R-O-L-E-N-K at uh, dot com uh, you can also check out my radio show where I do podcasts uh, interviews with some interesting thinkers doers and actors that would be australank radio dot com